From the creators of Mercury Theater Podcast comes Universe 25. Listener's discretion is advised. The once bright and bustling Chiesa Square is in total ruins. Fire is everywhere, as you can see. In the last thousand years, no intentional arson has been suspected, but the devastation here is undeniable. To make matters worse, we are still unaware as to who assassinated the First Father last week. He would have been devastated to witness such horrendous events. And where is the Sovereign right now? That is a great question, Helen. Aside from the modest assembly, nobody knows. The governors have issued a search for him in regards to our First Father's assassination. As far as we are aware, they're only looking to ask him questions. Is the concern that the Sovereign Right was involved in the First Father's death somehow? We are not entirely sure. If you recall, Helen, the Sovereign Right was standing beside the First Father when he was taken from us from a distance. I can't imagine he's suspected of murder at this point, but he did go into immediate hiding. Why do you think the Sovereign Right went underground? At this point, it is mere speculation. Sources say it seems to be that the Sovereign Right is in danger. Aside from the First Father, we haven't witnessed a murder for the last thousand years either. One thousand and nine years, in fact. Not since the Treaty of Fields in 2042. That's right, Helen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Raymond. Let's petition that we find answers and that the Sovereign Right returns to lead his assembly shortly. Indeed. Forever provided. Forever provided. Chapter 1. Nim. You know they're only giving us the medications to control us. What? Yeah. The dailies are mind control pills. They tell everyone they must take the pills, and that way they can force us into submission. I have no idea what you're talking about sometimes, Nicholas. You sound absurd. I say we just don't take them for a couple days. See what happens. Oh yeah? And then what? If we don't feel good, then we go back to taking them. No harm, no foul. If we start to feel amazing, well, you'll know I was right. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Come on, Ares. You're never adventurous. Tell you what, you skip a day with me, and then we find out. The pills aren't to manipulate us. They're to keep illnesses at bay. Hundreds of years ago, people used to get sick all the time. If we go without taking the pills, who knows what'll happen? You know I'm never serious about that, right? I would hope not. You're the one who went to the university. I would assume you would know better than I. They didn't teach me medicine when I went to university. It was just journalism. They didn't at least teach you higher chemistry than boarding? No, why would they? I went for journalism. I don't know. Well, here's us. Down the hatch? Down the hatch, I guess. Cheers. You ready to attend the town hall? Honestly, I'm kind of nervous. 
I don't do well with people watching, you know that. You'll do fine. I'll be right there with you. Debating me, more than likely. True. I've decided that no matter what your stance is, I'll just counter it. No matter how absurd. You wouldn't. Of course not, Ares. Come on, we'll be late. Citizens of Kaland, please settle down. We will begin shortly. The annual town hall is once again brought to you in the presence of the ten governors of Kaland. In case this is the first time in attendance of the town hall, I will give a brief explanation. I, Auditor Joyce, will be presiding, with the governors merely observing. Topics this year include wages for the inactive community, the naming of the newest residential building, and boarding education curriculum. A few of the active and inactive communities have been selected to debate their positions with the opportunity to argue from the rest of the community within the municipality. Each debate will last no longer than 10 minutes. Our first topic of the agenda will be wage increase among the inactive community. From the inactive community, we have selected Aries to debate their point first. Aries, if you would, please state your name and which community you belong to. <coughs> Uh, yes. Uh, uh, hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> I am Ares, and I am an inactive. Thank you, Ares. Please begin your opening statement. Public speaking has never been a strong suit of mine. You see, I, I was never given the opportunity to go to the university, and as a result, I was also never permitted to join the active community. With so few necessary jobs, our city never needed folks like me. I amn't an inactive by choice, but by necessity. We inactives don't have very little because we are worthless, but because after many, many generations, our world has grown so vibrantly. Our active community is vital to that maintenance. My best friend, Nicholas, who is here, him, He's inactive. He was chosen a few years ago to become a journalist. You may know him from the calendar updates every day. So he attended the university and is now the face of the governors to the rest of Calend. Understandably, those vital to society should be compensated for their work, which they are. He lives in a fancy mansion among the cliffs, like most of you on that side of the room do. But what about the inactives? Should we be penalized for not having been chosen among the very few, like Nicholas? Aries, thank you. Having been named directly, I cannot help but be tempted to ask Nicholas if he would be willing to debate your point. Nicholas? I couldn't possibly. Who wants to hear my opinion? More than I anticipated, it seems. I swore I wouldn't argue against you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us too, Nicholas. It is always an honor to see you off screen. It is always a pleasure to see the city auditor in their natural habitat too. Good to see you, Joyce. You have heard Ares' opening statement. Do you have any immediate response? I do. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak today. Actives and inactives are both vital to society. Today, we live in a city of about 28 million people, but if we were to reduce that number to only the people who made this city run, we would be in the thousands. 
Can you imagine how lonely this city would be if only the people in the cliffs were in existence? The diversity would plummet, and we would, quite frankly, get bored. <laughs> That's right. You, all of you on this side of the building, you make life interesting. And we would be nowhere without you, because in a boring world, why even bother? As an active community member, I know I am paid 20 times the salary you are. I am able to eat out every day, enjoying unprocessed foods, while the inactive society is rationed, and if they save up, they can eat out every other week. As an active, I suggest that everyone in the inactive community be given a raised salary, despite not being among the inactives myself. Thank you, Nicholas. Aries, you and Nicholas may argue your points at will. The governors and everyone seem to think we live in a fair society. Those who work are given higher salaries, and the ones who weren't given the opportunity to work receive the lower salaries. How is this fair? Plain and simple, it isn't. And yet you think you're somehow more deserving of wages than I am? I work for a living, Aries. But not only do I work for my increased wages, I am also advocating the raising of wages on your behalf. I wouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth if I was you. <laughs> your generosity is overwhelming. Oh, come now. We're having a civil debate. Let's debate. There's no need for sarcasm. So what? How many Dobras do we inactives deserve? None. It isn't a question as to how much the inactives deserve or how much the actives deserve. It's how much should be distributed amongst both parties. While the actives do the lion's share of the work around the city, the inactives should be able to eat without struggling to afford some more lavish experiences. All inactives are given a flat, free of charge. You have a flat, courtesy of Calend. You haven't had to work a day in your life, and yet here I am, trying to argue that you should have a higher salary. I am on your side, Aries. I am on your side, inactives. And I am on your side, Calend. Thank you. The worst part is that I don't think I mentioned once that we should eliminate salaries altogether. Not once. Your arguments got washed out. It's a theatrical performance, man. Nobody cares what you say as long as you say it well. You really need to up your debate game. Well, that's disconcerting to say the least. Also, something's been bothering me since you said it. Do you really think I don't deserve anything? What? In the debate, you said that the inactives deserved nothing. I'm an inactive, so you think I deserve nothing? This is why I swore I wouldn't actually debate you. In my defense, you essentially lured me into the debate. That was on you. Okay, yeah, sure. But we debated, and you think I don't deserve anything. Like I said, it isn't what you say that matters, but how you say it. At the end of the whole thing, the same people I just insulted were the ones eating out of my hands. I could have been calling them inbred idiots for all they knew. So, this is what they teach you in journalism class at university? Actually, yes. I mean, they said it differently, but to the same effect. Listen, I mean this sincerely. Everything I said in there needed to be said. Not because I believe it, but it gave a different insight into the considerations. Sometimes you need to give the governors something to get excited about. Maybe one of these rotations will finally make a difference in this world we call Calend. 
Don't take it personal. Worst case scenario, things stay exactly the same. I love you, man. <sighs> love you too, Nicholas. Let me know when you're ready to go to the electrical fields. What? The electrical fields! Huh. I guess I must have only told Leona we were going. We're going to the electrical fields to see something strange I saw while I was on site for a segment. I would swear I told you this. I would remember if you had. I'm not going off limits. Aries! Nicholas! Where's your sense of adventure? You tell me all the time that I have none. I guess that gene was just never passed on to me. Let me know when you're ready. Not going. It'll be worth it, I promise. No. Leona's on board, and you know she wouldn't do anything you wouldn't do. She's just as defiant as you are. Come on. <sighs> Fine. Pick me up in an hour. We can't go until dark. I'll see you at about nine. Okay. Is it far? Not very. Where's Leona? Couldn't make it. Uh, she had something else come up. Don't worry about her. It's just around the corner. Fuck you. What? I can't dictate her every decision. She wasn't ever coming, was she? Why don't you trust me? You're not a very trustworthy guy. Found it! Check it out! Where? In the Rockledge, over there. It looks like a passage, doesn't it? Huh. I guess it does. Wait. This? You wanted to recreate your adventuring childhood days? No. In, in the daylight, this looks far more like a... Yep. It's a tunnel carved into the ledge here. Check it out. But watch your step. It looks like these rocks once blocked the entrance. Isn't this crazy? Yeah. What are you... Damn it! What? Nothing, nothing. It's just cobwebs. Fucking cobwebs. Um, wanna take the lead for a second? Nah, I'm good back here. How much farther? Looks like dead ends in a couple feet. Oh well. No shit! Hey! Get back here, Aries! This wall is a... It's a door! Dude! It looks like this door hasn't been touched in a hundred years! Are you sure it's even a door? Pretty sure it's a door. What the hell are we even looking at? It's a room! No shit. What are all these things? What the hell? Nicholas, th these are books. They look like they were written hundreds of years ago. Don't touch it! Why not? They're ancient! They'll disintegrate! We need to get a historian over here to check this place out. We can find out who made this place. Uh, Aries? Yeah, but Promise not to make fun of me? Yeah. I think the founders of Kallen made this room. Yeah, that makes sense. A thousand years have passed and we're the first to discover this room from our ancestors. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying we're the first, but check this out. This writing here, look. Words are spelled differently. Look at that word. Aren't. Did they really used to have apostrophes in that word? Kant has one too. Look. What the hell? What did the book say? Um, let's see. I... I think you might be right. What are you doing? If we show this to the historians, they'll just hide it, and this will never see the light of day. The historian's job is to examine artifacts and put them in the museum. What you're doing is strictly illegal. It's only illegal if anyone finds out we have it. Which they won't, because we're going to show this place to the historians once we do a little... investigative journalism. I think what you're suggesting is illegal. You could lose your position at the station. What, are you kidding? I'd get a promotion if we find out what I think we're going to find out. And what might that be? 
that this was in fact built by the founders, and that the governors would prefer that this remain secret. So, we'll just read this incredibly well-preserved book, and then we'll put it back. And then we report us as having found this chamber. The only thing illegal about it is if we get caught, like, a day early. And the way I see it, you and I are the only ones who know we have possession of this. So I know who to find if I get in trouble. I'm kidding! You should have seen your face! But before we do get caught, we should probably get the hell out of here. You think? Oftentimes, yes! We'll transcribe this book, and then we return here tomorrow. That's the plan. Normally, you wait for someone to answer the door after you knock, Leona. Have you met me? I wait on no man. Waiting has never been one of your virtues. Where's Nicholas? Wait. What's that? It's a book. I can see that. What are you taking pictures of every page of a book for? It's... Nicholas is swimming or something. Go bug him. What kind of paper is that? I think it's laminated wood paper. Wood paper hasn't been used in a millennia. I know. This is founder era shit. I know. What aren't you telling me? I don't think I should tell you yet. Nicholas will just tell me as soon as I ask, so you might as well just tell me now. Hmm. I guess that's true. Leona! Good to see you, my duchess. I guess Ares has already told you what's going on? Not yet, no. All I know is that it's wood paper. Pretty neat, right? So, what is it? From our first perusal of it, it appears to have been documents left by the founders. Calhoun's name is on the inside of the cover. Calhoun? Like, THE Calhoun from Calend? We're not entirely positive, but I think so. We're essentially copying the book before we inform the historians. I'm sorry, what? They don't know that you have this? As far as we're aware, they don't even know this exists. Where'd you get it? In a vacuum-sealed chamber underground. No, seriously, where'd you get this book? In a vacuum-sealed chamber underground. I discovered it while in the field the other day. A few days ago, I was in the field for a segment on the electricity manufacturing for Calend. You see, Helen was staying at the station Long story while... short, we go through a tunnel, find a room, find this book, Nicholas here steals it, and then we ran off. Now we're here trying to get all the information off of it before we report it to the historians. Way to leave out all the exciting stuff. I just saved all of us an extra ten minutes by giving the condensed version. You're welcome. I thank you. He does tend to get long-winded. But my stories are interesting! And long. Anyway, that brings us to now. You know who you should show this to? The professor? Exactly. I already suggested it. Nicholas over here shot that idea down. No, no, we are not doing that. Not until we know what this is. We need to keep this as close to the chest as possible. If you two go showing this to every Tom, Dick, and Jane as a show and tell opportunity, you'll... We'll... what? You won't be able to come use my house whenever you please. You're the one who stole the book. I'm pretty sure you're too weak to stop me from coming and going as I please. Leona, dear sweet Leona, I really enjoy our time together, but you know there are other girls I can call on when I'm feeling weak, as you put it. Not what I meant. Get over yourself and try hitting the gym. You are literally too weak to keep me out. Moving right along. The professor would be able to give us a better read on what we're looking at, after all. If there was only one person we should show this to, it's him. Tell you what. We do as planned. We report the chamber to the historians, and then we show the professor what we found. Starting to get paranoid about having the book, I see. Okay, yes. You two are inactives. I could lose my career here. I thought you said they promote you or some shit like that. Or they could deactivate me. Look, 
Let's do what we've been planning on doing and then show the professor once we have a handle on things. Fair enough. Did you see this? What? I'm going over the pictures and I'm seeing where it says the founders. Uh, hold on. I'll just, I'll just read it. We left the surface and have begun the excavation in the caverns. We hope we aren't too late to have started this undertaking. There is no telling when the final war will officially begin, but when the time comes, Einstein's words will inevitably come true. I know not with what weapons World War III will be fought, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. This goes back to the era of wars. If I'm not mistaken, there was machinery far more advanced than sticks and stones back then. Yeah, yeah. It's talking about regression. Uh, I think Einstein was a philosopher back in those times. They had the machinery to fight with, but when the eventual Third World War happened, they would lose all progress and would resort to fighting with ancient tools. Was there ever a Fourth War? I don't know. I think after... Did the Founders live during the Third War, or did they... Yeah, the treaty fields. What about them? They all signed a treaty saying they would never fight a war again? Don't you remember this from boarding? It's faintly ringing a bell. <laughs> They had a war, and they said they'd never fight a war ever again. Oh, yeah, man. That's been so long since boarding. What do you think they were digging for? Not sure. I think they intentionally left it vague. Why do you think they'd do that? I'm just scrolling through this. Maybe if we read it all the way through instead of reading it piecemeal? You do that! Let me know what you find! Hey! Pull yourself together, man! I'm kidding! I'm just as excited about this as you are. I'm particularly interested in the whole war thing. What purpose did it serve? I don't think it served any purpose, which would be why the Founders forbid it. Or maybe it served purposes the Founders didn't appreciate. Okay. I think it might be time. Time for what? Time to bring the professor. Stay tuned for sneak previews for next week's episode of Universe 25. Universe 25 was written, directed, and sound designed by John S. Batcher. Written in collaboration with Alvin Lai and Nathan Wolterin. Vocal talents for today's episode by Maximilian Koger as Ares. Danny Schuster as Nicholas. Destiny Patterson as Leona. Rachel Adams as Joyce. Jadon Cummings as Raymond. And by Shannon McCurley as Helen. Casting assistance by Chad Bell. Post-production assistance by S.B. Rupert. And for the intro and outro narration, I'm Richard Braddock. Visit our website, universe25pod.com, for more information, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for behind-the-scenes content. If you enjoyed this, please consider rating and reviewing this show on your podcast platform of choice. The Universe 25 theme music, Two to Tango, was created by Joe Blankenberg and used with permission by Position Music. Next week on Universe 25. I suggest we not make this situation any more... Fragile. We thought you would be the best person to consult. Nobody knows you had this. We're fairly sure the Founders left it. If I could find you so quickly, how far behind do you think my colleagues will be behind me? Between myself and the nine others, we rule all of the residents of Cabot. We've had several people explore the surface, and they would always come back sick. You're the key to the city's advancement. I didn't realize Callan needed saving. It most certainly does. Now what?
From us, the creators of Universe 25 is an anthology audio drama. Every episode is entirely different, from stories of prohibition coppers to pirates sailing the high seas, all the way to alien invasions in space. Check out our other audio drama Mercury Theater podcast while you're waiting on our next installment of Universe 25. Find Mercury Theater podcast anywhere you found this audio drama.